another day, and it seems like another cryptocurrency firm has filed for bankruptcy. Uh, this coming just a couple of weeks after the FTX firm, something that you and I have talked about it, uh, off and on, in particular when it comes to campaign donations. Uh, well, they filed bankruptcy somewhere in the tune of like $33 billion. Question I have on my mind, is this the beginning of the end for cryptocurrency before it even really got started? To answer some of that and more, uh, we turn to Assistant Professor of Economics at the Chaley Institute at NDSU, Dr. James Caton joins us again. Dr. Caton, welcome back to KFGO. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me on, Tyler. Good to be here. I appreciate you on the short notice when I saw that this is a, the second one in as many weeks uh, saying, yeah, we're out of here. Uh, is, is this the beginning of the end? Uh, you've been following this and explaining it to me like I'm five, which I appreciate, but... Yeah, well, I'll try to do that again. Uh, you <laughs> know, you. there's sort of two uh, ways you can operate with blockchain. One is decentralized, another is centralized. So you've heard of Coinbase. Mm -hmm. Coinbase is something like a bank. You deposit your money at Coinbase, and then you have these funds that you can play around on their exchange. They're, they're intermediating between other markets for you, uh, but they have to have the funds on hand if you want to withdraw your funds. Um, FTX was another one of these, and the problem is is that uh, they didn't do a good job maintaining their balance sheet. Yeah, well, and I think there was a quote, and I wish I could find it here, because you have a guy that was involved with Enron, now uh, involved with the FTX. So you have this former CEO, Sam uh, Bankman-Fried, and they're saying... Uh, I found the quote here. One of the fastest meltdowns of wealth in modern history, saying that this is just completely, basically unregulated. This guy was using it as his own personal piggy bank is how I read it. Is that how you get well, it? You know, the details at this point are still pretty murky, murky yeah. um, okay. but there is some uh, crossover between the firm Alameda and FTX, and there were some transfers. There's been denials concerning oversight, but the reality is is that funds were transferred from, from FTX to Alameda, and Alameda was unable to meet its margin calls. Um, which seems to be playing a role in that. So really the, the problem is, is the funds weren't well governed. Um, and again, this is a centralized institution. Uh -huh. So basically anybody could start a business using blockchain and using blockchain for some purpose. In this case, they're running the exchange. Um, FTX is interesting because they were working with what's called non-fungible tokens. And so that's, that's actually a fascinating industry because you can make claims, contracts, claims to different goods. They're basically like a deed. You could have an NFT be a deed to your house, for example. Um, but the, the problem is that the exchange that was managing this, um, basically their balance sheets became off balance by transferring those funds. Um, that would be different than if you set up a protocol to do this in a decentralized manner like Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin okay. can never go bankrupt. Because nobody's managing Bitcoin. There are no funds behind Bitcoin. Um, everything is automated, uh, as opposed to FTX, where somebody's actually managing this. It's like a bank, but because of the regulator's desire to be hands-off with anything involving blockchain, mm -hmm. um, there seems to have been a major miss in the regulatory front here. Oh, well, and uh, you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but that was one of the, uh, the comments that people that were all in on crypto saying, mm -hmm. look, this is going to be the next big thing. It's deregulated. Yeah. You know, I don't want anybody watching over this. It's not uh, on the U.S. dollar. Well, now they're screaming for, uh, you know, regulation. Mm -hmm. Where are the lawsuits? Where are the, the, the jailings, the arrests? These same people that, that wanted to use this market, in my opinion, 
to, to get away from the, the oversight are now saying, hey, we need some oversight here. My money's gone. Yeah, you know, these attitudes, they move with the winds, yeah, the yeah, political okay. winds, uh-huh, right? And yeah. we, we certainly see that movement right now. Um, I would pay attention to Vitalik Buterin, who is the, the mastermind behind Ethereum. He set it up. He doesn't run Ethereum per se in the same way that an exchange would be run, um, but he helped uh, build out the structure Um you know, he is very skeptical of these centralized institutions. He's very concerned that they're giving uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency a bad name. Yeah. Um, now, certainly folks that were involved and now they're they're getting caught, right, having been involved in these exchanges and not been prepared. And really, this is a total lack of due diligence, but, uh, especially on the side of private investors that are engaged right. in this sort of thing. You see major institutions involved here. And we come to find that the, the actual governance, I mean, just learning about the sort of uh, uh, crew that was managing the company is an embarrassment, and I won't uh, reiterate those details here. <laughs> Very good. I'll do that for you after we leave. Uh, Dr. James I. Caton, my guest at uh, NDSU, he's assistant professor of economics, Chatley Institute up there, great, just a great institute. Uh, we enjoy having uh, Dr. Caton and others on. Um, people have pointed out uh, in North Dakota, there's been an attempt to you know, some of the old uh, coal mines, some of the having a data center based on, on crypto on all that that we can house this. Do you think this impacts those moving forward? Because like you said just a moment ago, this creates that seed of doubt now on, on the whole process. You're giving us a bad name here. And I'm not sure exactly what the agreement has been, but I know Governor Burgum uh, has been pushing for some of this, saying, look, we can house you right here. Uh, just your opinion, does this impact some of those investments as well? You know, it's it's unclear right now what the fallout's going to be. I've been watching, for example, the price of Ethereum, um, the Ether, their their cryptocurrency. It's actually above the lows that it experienced earlier this summer as compared to Bitcoin, which is below the, its, its lows from earlier this summer. Uh, so there's a lot of business still going on on the Ethereum blockchain. And again, there, there's such variety that it's a shame if this is the representative of all blockchain activity. Um, certainly, we have these new uh, uh, initiatives in North Dakota. Um, exactly how they're connected to other uh, blockchains, other firms, that's all a question of particular operation. And I think what, you know, in a sane world, we would actually look at the details we wouldn't, we wouldn't use blockchain as a shortcut to thinking quality or no quality. It's just like anything, right? If you, if during the dot-com boom, many, many companies were made, many people wanted to invest in those companies because it was the internet, yeah. but they didn't really have any details beyond that. It's the same thing now. Many companies, uh, many people wanted to invest in companies involved with blockchain, but what, where the value actually is, it's unclear. And I, I think perhaps right now, if we are seeing a downturn, I mean, we have seen a downturn, but if if it continues, this may be a sort of cleaning out of the blockchain and cryptocurrency space, just like we saw with the dot-com boom and bust. So it'd be one of those that uh, th- those that are left standing are the ones that had a decent business model. Those that actually garnered trust have maybe, well, I know you talked about centralized, decentralized, but some basis, some foundation that people could maybe be a little bit more comfortable. I mean, I think back that there was uh, just a couple years ago, you have NFL players saying, you know what? I want my yeah. contract done in full full yeah. Bitcoin or whatever. 
That was a mistake, wasn't it? Well, I, I think you want to think about this sort of situation like we look at the banking sector. Uh, so in the banking sector, especially when you have less uh, governance from, say, the federal government, uh, banks will watch over each other. And the way this all started out was Binance made a major withdrawal from FTX. Binance was an investor in FTX. And that was sort of this this test, testing of the water. See, well, what is the quality of your balance sheet? And very quickly, they figured out what that quality was. Uh, so there was people, I don't think, are, are framing it this way. But if you know the history of banking, you would see Binance's action as being something of a, a regulatory action from an investor. Maybe it was too little, too late, uh, but there certainly is this oversight. And, and again, we're going to see in terms of quality what shakes out of this. Um, as long, so the question is, is are regulators going to try to sort of make up for lost ground and overcorrect? I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but that doesn't mean that blockchain investment and development is over. I think that maybe the industry gets set back a bit, but there's still many places where investment is going on and there are many uh, uh, business models that appear to be sound. We just have to figure out which one those are. As far as those that invested in, uh, you know, um, is there a way that they get their money back? Or is it, hey, this, you know what, yeah. maybe you should have done your research a little bit more. Well, yeah, so that this is what we're facing right now. Um, the question is, is how many firms are, are so dependent on their funds at FTX that they go bankrupt? We're just barely seeing the first of these, but um, I have a feeling it probably won't be the last on that front. You can't really predict, right? Markets, their job, you know, one, one role of the competitive market is to predict what the future is going to be. And you see the predictions in the prices. The price of FTX collapsed from a high of around 80, you know, sitting in the 20 to 30 range before, um, down to uh, last I checked a few days ago, it was uh, above a dollar. I don't know if it's still above a dollar, um, but that price reflects a lot of skepticism about the balance sheet and the ability of companies to get their funds back right now. I don't even know what other questions to be asking about this. It's still so, so new, you know, I, I mean, even visiting with some people that have been involved in it, I, I'm recognizing some of the terms, uh, what's out there that an average individual would want to know about this before I let you go. Hmm. Well, you know, um, there, there are, I think if you just search on YouTube, like what is blockchain, you know, the, the rating system does a good job of moving videos to the top. Now, I, I, I led a reading group on the evolution of exchange and finance um, over the last uh, uh, semester, and students sent in uh, different videos for voting what was the best way to explain it. And I'll tell you that I got multiple of the winning video of the video that was oh. the best description, uh, which says to me, if you just search blockchain, by the time you watch a couple videos, you're going to have a really good idea of what it is. Now, the current problem, I think you want to understand, again, that the Coinbase, that these major exchanges are uh, acting like banks. Yeah. Um, basically, and that's different than blockchain. They're banks that are attached to the blockchain, but that's different than, say, what a blockchain is. It's just a business concept around blockchain. Certainly isn't the only one. Well, as you mentioned uh, just a moment ago, that this might be the beginning of other things coming down the pipe. Yeah. Just promise us you'll answer the next time we call. Always happy to be on. All right, always a pleasure to have you on. Dr. Uh, James Caton, he's with NDSU, uh, again, Economics in the Challey Institute. Your thoughts at 35270. You can call me at 237-5948. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about those donations. Uh, one of you was really coming after me about all the, the money going towards, say, Democratic candidates, which I think is fair, but let's also talk about some local Republican uh, politicians that got some donations from the FTX. When we come back 
on my Monday afternoon that's rolling on. I'm Tyler Axis. Stick around.